Hi nerds and welcome to Go To There, a brand new podcast where we aim to bring you an episode by episode journey through 30 Rock, one of the best shows of the last 10 years. I'm your host Curtis Stone and joining me today is... Hey, I'm David Amick. Yes, and with Go To There what we hope to do is provide a little bit of more introspective and just look back at 30 Rock, uh, Tina Fey's vehicle post Saturday Night Live, post Mean Girls, and just sort of dive into why we love this show, why it's a show that I personally revisit probably at least once a year in its entirety, and David, I know you don't rewatch things, but... I've seen every episode once. Okay, <laughs> I feel like that's good enough. So, uh, before we get started and hop into the episode, the pilot episode, we just want to look back into ourselves and say what brought us to 30 Rock. What was what it uh, that made it an appealing show? Uh, you know, were we... Because I think both of us, we weren't early adopters, right? I no, think. I didn't start watching until I, either the third or fourth season. I can't remember. But. Yeah. I'm, I know I was definitely like, I missed the boat initially. Uh, I was not a first season go-getter. I, it was probably like a, something I called a Netflix or... Maybe just happened to catch like a rerun one random night and was like, oh, this is fantastic. But I was aware it existed because I was a big fan of Tina Fey, thanks to Mean Girls and uh, her work she had had on Saturday Night Live as head writer for, well, I think, 10 years or so. She had sort of built her base there. Uh, so, and it's interesting, like, going back to watch 30 Rock now, starting with the first season, it is nothing like how it finished. It hasn't it doesn't start as the wacky live action cartoon that it almost immediately becomes in season two and sort of by the end of season one but uh just this first few episodes it's it's still a relatively grounded uh show you know there's no like wacky cartoon characters yet yeah that have come into it yeah well obviously it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah i i remember it was it was later on it was i i don't know i don't know if it was second season or third season but you're right where before it, it took a good season plus to grow into what it became and when it hit its stride yeah uh i mean like, even just taking like the character of uh, jenna uh she was a bit of a diva in the first season but she doesn't really start playing into that character role really until second season or so like once she starts trying to get better acting jobs that's when she sort of really goes full diva mode yeah well i think yeah full diva but i think there are some moments in the pilot episode that give you a hint of what's to come where it's it's kind of for manic energy so it's obviously it's not as crazy as the character will be developed right over the course of the show but there's some i don't know insights there of what's going to happen yeah there's like some sprinklings of like hints the things to come but yeah. uh, especially just in the pilot episode it's a busy episode there's a lot that happens uh just in these short 22 minutes it's it's a strong it's strong episode though there's never really a dull moment it's always constantly moving yeah i think for a pilot it's pretty good because i i know my uh my biggest hang-up with pilots is a lot of times they have really bad expos- expositional language to introduce all the characters and there, it has a couple of those lines, but it, overall it does a pretty good job of handling all the character introductions without being really clunky. And even though that is a pet peeve of mine, I, I, I tend to forgive a little bit more in pilots just because there's so much work to do. But I think 30 Rock did an, an above average job yeah. of setting it up as a, you know, in comparison to a lot of other shows that. I'm trying to think in terms of just like poor exposition, the most that probably happens is with Jack Don or Alec Baldwin's character, Jack Donaghy, where he has to explain himself to uh, Liz and Pete because even Pete, like you never, like you learn who he is on the show, but he's never like, it's never awkwardly like Cerise telling Liz and Pete that they need to go out to see Jack and somehow someone's like oh why is Pete going oh because he's the executive producer like it's never yeah. it's never anything that shocking yeah, it's not that which is, is so commendable especially in the pilot because yeah you just learn about these characters and then you learn about them over uh, the course of the season rather than just they dump all this information on you in one episode mm-hmm. um, but I have to say like because I caught it sort of after its first season if I I think if I were when this was airing, if I were trying to watch it week to week, I might have tapped out of this show by the third or fourth episode because it, mm. it just it there's hooks there, but it's still like there's not much that really separates it from sort of a traditional, uh, sort of sitcom at the time. Like mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't Handy Cam Office or what Parks and Rec would become yeah. later on in NBC's life, but uh, and I. I 
a sunset on oh studio, studio 60 on, on the sunset, sunset strip like these premiered at like exactly same time, same network same, network, same season same exact idea yeah. just like the inside baseball of yeah of uh, a, a sketch show or a sitcom yeah and it's just like it's it's interesting that sunset failed Whereas right. 30 Rock succeeded. Right. Well, it, if I, I I remember because at the time it was it was the big new Sorkin show. So everyone just assumed that Studio 60 would do really well and 30 mm-hmm. Rock would just like flop off. But yeah. really, 30 Rock's ratings were never that great. I think Studio oh, 60 no. was just so expensive that yeah. 30 Rock was a lot cheaper and the ratings were not that different, I think, between the two shows. And was that... Uh, so 30 Rock got saved. Was that Matthew Perry and... Uh, Brad, not Bradley Cooper, but... Um, the guy from West Wing. Oh, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. That? I think so. I've never seen the show. It sounds like something I should give a go because, I mean, it's I like the inside baseball kind yeah. of stuff, like behind the scenes. But I also like I don't hear anyone talk about it, so there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. Well, it didn't and, last very long. I mean, I think if it didn't <laughs> no have Aaron it, Sorkin so. attached to it, it it wouldn't even got yeah. made really. Oh, um, yeah. Which do you have an opinion on Aaron Sorkin? Not a strong one. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, we're not trying to not offend people here. But. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I mean, Sports Night. I think Sports Night was his was Sorkin. That was, I mean, yeah. I really like that. Oh, was that he was West a long Wing? time ago. Um, he was Sorkin right? was yeah, he was West Wing, That's which I actually like. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I actually I haven't seen. I'm um, well, I've seen bits of episodes, but I've right. never I've never watched through Newsroom. I watched the first episode and never came back to it. What's new? Is that the? Um, it was a show on HBO with Jeff oh, Daniels. Oh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that still on? Or no, 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 no. No, it only lasted like three seasons, oh. and yeah, it ended a while ago. Oh, that's that one that has like that. It's like a, a the most famous I think scene about it is where there's like a debate happening and the lady asks like why you know yes. why is america the greatest country yes. and then he has that whole yeah, spiel yeah. about it's not and which that's a good scene but like i feel like you need context as to why all of that is happening and you don't really get that in that out of context scene anything else we want to say about uh the beginnings of our 30 rock fandom or adoration or like what turned you onto this show like what yeah, you said yeah. you caught it in season three yeah like, so why? i so before 30 Rock, I really only knew Tina Fey through Mean Girls. Like I knew that she was on SNL and she was, uh, you know, a head writer and did Weekend Update. But Mean Girls was really the first thing that she wrote and was a massive part of that I that I saw. Um, and I guess very cliche, like I like loved it. So oh, I mean, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, right? yeah, no, yeah, it's great. And. It, it came around, like, is this, like, that was 2005 or 2006. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, 04, 05, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, I remember seeing that trailer, and I was just like, oh, my God, this looks like one of the worst things I've... Oh, like, really? Yeah, because, I mean, it was all, like, you know, hot pink, uh, and, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, she was kind of insufferable at that time. But then, like, I saw it, and I saw, like, all Tina Fey had a big hand in it, not just, like, in writing it, but, like, she was actually a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like she's and i'd seen her on like weekend update too and like yeah. knew her work from snl but i was just like wow she's it just it struck me i was like wow she needs like her own show she needs something to really explore and, and showcase what she has and yeah obviously 30 rock was the follow-up that helped mm-hmm. showcase what like tina fey does best and that you know running a show and, and being a writer mm-hmm yeah, so I, I was in college when 30 Rock started, and I missed out on a lot of shows during that time. So I think it was, yes, like I said, it was in the third or fourth season, and that was after he already won the Emmy for oh, Best yeah. Comedy for the first couple of years. And that was why, so that, 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 that was around the time I started catching up on Mad Men, and mm-hmm. basically a lot of the shows around that time that were getting a lot of acclaim, so... Because um, oh, you're someone who only watches shows or movies that's, no, that only get Oscar no, buzz. That's not even close That's only why you watch a I show. I watch so many tiny comedies on Hulu True. and HBO and Amazon that no one has ever heard of or cares about. Okay. So. Yeah, but they're always the critically acclaimed. Anyway, anyway, back in college when I was barely watching anything, the first shows I caught up on were shows like that that I had heard a lot about but never tried. So I kind of, I, I worked through the first couple seasons really quickly and then caught up week to week as of the, you know, four season or whatever season it was when I started watching it. Um, but yeah, I mean, from that, I was, I was pretty much hooked. Um, and it, it pretty, pretty much stayed one of my favorite comedies of, you know, of his time. So, 103 Emmy Awards. Yeah. Cause that's it, crazy. That's, makes sense, like, that's like, nominations, obviously. That's not winnings. But that's... Right. But I mean... seven-season show, yeah. and especially for a show that never got really good ratings and 
kind of was always just hanging on. Well, to you get a hundred plus nominations. I mean, but it's it's a it's a it's a show it's a show about show business, right. and those shows when they're of good quality always do well in True. awards. So I mean, if you think about it, like it, it got nominated every year for several acting mm-hmm. awards. For I think it got multiple writing, if not multiple directing awards as well yeah. every year. A lot so of, yeah, uh, actress writing, yeah. directing, guest actress, guest actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the guest categories too. They there yeah. were a ton of uh, um, big name actors. And I think like I know I just ripped on you for. You know, oh, you only watch the prestigious shows, but like, I think like its first season got nineteen, like it got a like ludicrously high number of nominations, yeah. and that was, was like what sort of put it on my radar. I was like, okay, like I like Tina Fey, it's getting good buzz. Let's see what this is about, and I like immediately just fell in love. Like, it's it's just such a charming show. It's just it's hard not to like it, honestly. But uh, yeah. Well, I'd say it's hard not to like it, but it, it, I mean, I don't know. I think its tone was, I wouldn't say ahead of its time, but it was doing a sort of a, a different kind of tone for network. Like it was, oh, you know, yeah. like it, it was doing a more like acrid kind of, I, I don't want to say bitter, but just, just more. I, I mean, just say honest. Yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah. Di- di- like just an honest depiction. I mean, like. Just, just not- a, a strong tone. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that was, I mean, there's still our family, a lot of family sitcoms, but I think even then, uh, most of the sitcoms on TV were kind of like soft edge. Oh, like family every, oriented. And, and then like, like Two and a Half Men, but that CBS. was, but that was more, not vulgar, but just like, it was more crude, I guess, than. Two and a half men. Two and a half men is crude. I don't know. I've I've I've, I feel I've, like, I've seen I, feel I haven't like, seen that much of it, but I got the that was my impression. Uh, I I never got. I mean, I I got like you know maybe like if all of CBS is like G rated, like uh, I'm I'm not counting that. like NCIS and CS. I'm talking like sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Like because this because everybody loves Raymond. I'm pretty sure it's off the air by the time Thirty Rock is on, or it could be. In its yeah, final season, I think it maybe. was. I think it went off a, year, a couple within yeah. a couple years before. So. Uh, all CBS really has, I think, is Big Bang Theories around this time. Uh, Big Bang, yeah, Big Bang Theory just started around then. Yeah. So, I mean, 30 Rock was really like nothing nothing else that was on, especially on like a network TV. Yeah. Like, you know, a sort of strong, honest, hard look at behind the scenes of a TV show versus, you know, laugh track ridden How I Met Your Mother, and yeah. which fantastic show. I love that show. But, you know, Big Bang Theory... Um, Two and a Half Men, which it's just, those are just not shows for me. Yeah, like, the yeah. the biggest insult I've ever had labeled against me from a TV show is being told I'm I'm just like the people on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> like that that just cuts to me more than you could say anything else about me, and that hurts. But they love the characters on that show. So well, maybe, I mean, they're just like they're just like real life people. Yeah. yeah, I actually did watch that show for like a season and a half. Oh yeah, no, I I gave it a shot. It's just. I think early on, like it, it, it just, it just became very repetitive, and it was just so tropey. Yeah. It's just so. Tropey. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a CBS sitcom, so it's gonna. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it has certain beats. It, 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 yeah. it but Which, it, that's what I, I think I really like about NBC, and especially NBC at this time, because you know we've got Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec is like a couple years away, Community is a couple years away, yeah. Office is in its prime right now. Yeah, uh, as Thirty Rock is airing, like NBC was my go-to. Uh, channel for just about to watch anything that was network like Simpsons obviously was on Fox I'm watching that Mm. Uh, but CBS had nothing that I was really wanting to watch except How I Met Your Mother like network TV NBC was where where it was at for me yeah honestly I'm trying to think I mean really around that time all I watched was 30 Rock How I Met Your Mother Mad Men Friday Night Lights oh god yeah I keep forgetting Friday Friday Night Lights was on that was the second season um I, I can't remember, yeah. but it, it was yeah. I mean, it, it was it started around what oh five or whatever, so it would have been. I think that would have been in its second season. Yeah, I mean, when this is airing. Yeah, but we've rambled enough preamble. Uh, we'll just hop right into the episode, and just like this episode, uh, you get a good taste of Liz Lemon right from the very first beat of the episode as soon as it starts. There's two lines. <laughs> no, no, there's one line. We're in it. I'm just getting a hot dog. We're all getting hot dogs. What, you think there's two lines and we're all in this line? You're the only genius that got in the other line? <laughs> you believe this guy? <laughs> Don't line up behind 
ruined him. He cheated you. Hey, shut up. What do you want to do? You know, like that scene's particularly great because it it cuts right to like, and and obviously that comes back at the by the end of the episode of what the, the character of Liz Lemon is all about about you know fairness and and doing the right thing. Uh, just like she's not gonna let some guy that's being a complete douche to her just walk all over her and and get the hot dogs. Like that's not fair like it and it's it's a great bit and then we have like a little monologue of her going to work with a box full of hot dogs and handing them out to complete strangers which that's also sort of cutting the the trope of like you know the woman trying to have it all in the big city like the mary tyler moore shows and like yeah that girl like all those kind of shows would try to do in like the 70s and 80s Whereas, you know, she's trying to hand out hot dogs to just strangers and every single person is just like, no, thank you. Or neither like chucking it back, like the homeless guy <laughs> chucks it back at her. And there's like, she hands it to some other lady and she just like looks at it and immediately throws it in the garbage. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's already subtly showing like, this is a show about a woman trying to have it all, but clearly it's not going to be as... But it's modern. Yeah. It's like she, <laughs> yeah. everything may not work out the way she yeah. wants it to work out. And I, I think like just these first 30, 60 seconds uh, of 30 Rock just show exactly what the show can be and will be uh, sort of for its full entire run. She, you know, you know, Liz Lemon gets to work. She, we, we learn that she's part of a show, uh, the girly show. Uh, oh, and we didn't mention this. Uh, so we're watching the pilot. There is an actual unaired pilot starring Rachel Dratch, uh, who, I would say if you want to learn more about Tina Fey, go read her book or the audiobook Bossy Pants. Uh, it's fantastic uh, autobiography about Tina Fey, like coming sort sort of starting from where she did with like Second City in Chicago and working up to SNL and then getting Mean Girls and doing Thirty Rock. It's a great look, uh, but she talks about this a little bit how uh, Rachel Dratch was uh, originally supposed to play the character of Jenna in Thirty Rock. But uh, producers and I, I want to say Alec Baldwin. Oh, really? I thought I, it was. I thought it was just the network, but maybe it was. It wouldn't uh, surprise me if Alec the, Baldwin. He pushed for Jane Krakowski to be the second lead over Rachel Dratch. Which, if you watch, uh, if you watch the unaired pilot, Rachel Dratch does her best. She's not a bad actress. She's actually really good, and I like a lot of the work she's done in SNL. Yeah, but she doesn't fit the character of Jenna. Yeah, kind of, I mean, it's hard to tell just because you have seven seasons oh, of, of Jane Krakowski to compare against. So it's just different. It's it, it was it was a very different take. Like the unaired pilot version of Jenna, she's more well, wide eyed. Like, like I can't believe yeah, I'm, like I had this show in New York. Whereas the Jane Krakowski plays it more as kind of a you know a crazy narcissistic entitled. top entitled person yeah. yeah so you know it, it's hard to tell if if rachel dratch would have continued to play it it would have played out in a different direction and maybe it would have been as successful it's just a very jarring difference i think compared to how we know right that Jane, character yeah. and how that's know, true her arc. um yeah like yeah maybe you know since it was the pilot they could have tweaked it and had her play the more yeah narcissistic person yeah, yeah. but it's hard to see rachel dratch in that role because she's for, always yeah, kind of sure. just played like the straight person mm-hmm. in most bits that she's done so yeah. it would be hard to kind of buy her as a crazy yeah diva. yeah for sure so you know maybe it was kind of the right call to to have her step away and um just sort of become like a first season recurring uh, guest actress like it sucks because like for Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch like Jane, uh, Jane Krakowski is playing Rachel Dratch in 30 Rock especially in the first season of them coming to New York together to be a comedy team you know uh, they sort of talk about that in a couple of episodes of the season where if Rachel Dratch was in that role in the season I think there would have been a bit more impact if you know like the history of them mm-hmm. too um, but yeah like that that's out there uh, and there's not too much difference really between the unaired pilot and the pilot that made TV. The some of the scenes are switched around. Um, instead of hemorrhoid cream, oh, she gets diarrhea medicine. Yeah, which it's really interesting because the the way it plays because in the unaired pilot it plays she right she was getting diarrhea medicine or something, but when with Jane Krakowski with her hemorrhoid cream, it's different because she's saying she uses it for her face and Alec, and then Jack Donaghy says. Oh, that's working for you. Yeah. With the diarrhea medicine, he says something like, like, 
oh that that's great like the the, the Jane Krakowski is like more explicitly about her appearance and like it's it's a net positive where the Rachel Dratch version is just more negative for that character like yeah. it's kind of a downer where you know it so yeah. it plays a little bit differently yeah but uh yeah so I think I think going with the Jane Krakowski approach has ultimately paid off because I, st- oh, I, I mean yeah really she, it's, it's definitely a classic character yeah. of you know of the last couple of decades yeah. for sure um so then so tina gets to work she gets caught up on everything uh that's going on with the show and she meets two of the well three of sort of the bigger prominent characters of 30 rock over its course we have pete who's the executive producer of the girly show and sort of tina's right hand man uh, and then we have twofer what's his real name or not real name but his character's name i can't remember oh god i know they mention it but he's just known as twofer he's the harvard guy and the black guy so that's kind of like his his bit and then we have judah freelander's character of uh, frank who is just a wacky really just completely not out of touch but he just really doesn't care about yeah. his appearance just, just ironic people, hipstery. yeah just yeah yeah just like sort of 40 year old ironic hipster yeah. still just making it as a writer on the girly show and that's that's the first hat ninja for that's his first yeah no thank you Com- what do you call him i was comedy hat like I, well i mean that's yeah so we do we get the first uh, frank hat which is ninja expert which that's sort of judah freelander's thing like even before oh, really? 30 rock that was his gimmick was he just wore oh really i didn't know a that. funky hat <laughs> and the, the, he is in zoolander he has a non-speaking role oh, really? he's one of the brothers of ben stiller's character <laughs> He's like you only see him in the mining scene. He's he doesn't say anything. He's just there, but he's not wearing a funky hat. That's probably why you didn't recognize him. <laughs> but I think the first time I remember seeing Judah Friedlander was he was in a Dave Matthews Band video, like late nineties. Oh, I don't know. like this is this he is was the first like, time I remember. Uh, I don't know the name of the song, and I'm too lazy to look up. And I don't like Dave Matthews, but he's like hugging everybody. Like that was the whole thing was he was just going around hugging people. I don't know. I don't know. Chumley, the beverage situation around here is reprehensible. Oh, good morning, sunshine. Surely our massive conglomerate parent company could spring for a samovar of coffee. Yeah, or like a big coffee dispenser. That's what a samovar is. Are there other black nerds, or is it just you and Urkel? Does he always talk that pretentiously? Oh, absolutely. Like, never... I, I was trying to remember if, like, if, if if he was always like that, or if they they overdid it a little bit in the pilot and then toned it down. Oh no! Like Twofer is always well because he's the hard. Well, right? Guy. Yeah. No, I, I knew. I mean, I knew he was like pretentious in general, but like I couldn't remember if his like line to line dialogue was like filled with quote unquote you know big words. Right. Um. He kind of got like goofier yeah. as the series went on, but he still was like the most pretentious. Like oh, for out sure. Of the group, yeah. and it would always just sort of be the butt of the joke. Yeah, that's just like got to me. Like he used a lot of words. Like I, I again, a it's been a long bar time. Of exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, like it's not, I, I, I can't. I've I never heard that. Like being word. that on the nose. Yeah. Like, like I've never heard anyone know. say that. Like why yeah. wouldn't you just say like a coffee machine or like well, a right. coffee maker? But yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that's just sort of piloty set up the yeah character stuff. Yeah. Also, which I didn't know, Sari was also recasted yep. for the actual show, and I think it, that was another good recasting. Um, in the under pilot, like she's just a straight up ditz. Like her only character is dumb. Like Sari is more like uh, not I don't know, debonair maybe isn't the right word, but she's you know she gets the impression of being like a high class, she's like rich, very, very like rich a, girl. Yeah, like who she doesn't, need doesn't this job. basically has never had to try for anything because she she's always been cared for. Right, but it gives a different dimension of just uh, the sort of dumb woman that right. the original Sari was. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this was a better move. Like she cares, but not really. Like she cares enough to show up to work, mm-hmm. but she obviously doesn't care so much about like what yeah. she wears, like how she prevents herself, and just doing her job yeah so just the air of someone who knows nothing will ever go wrong for them or right. they'll ever, they'll, or then they'll, and they'll, they'll never, never have to worry about wanting. anything because they'll always be at yeah. they'll always be, they'll always be safe and then lastly we get josh who is sort of like i guess but the best classification he's jimmy fallon like that's who he is on this show you're he's, right that you know i never i never even thought about that but yeah, yeah that totally that totally makes and sense. given like tina Fey's friendship with jimmy fallon it makes sense she's gonna have someone like that on the show yeah also, if you ever read Boston Penis, Amy Poehler had a sick burn on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... It was something... <sighs> it was something like she... Like, they were in the writing room, and uh, 
she like it was like her first day in there or something and he like said something like very snarky to her and she just like fired she back just like, real quick. yeah yeah so like so, I'll, I'll, I'll see if i can find it something it was something um, like it's something like you know well, this is the way i'm gonna fucking do it or something like it was just like something like he, he yeah he sounds like criticizing and she was just like yeah she, she just basically said i'm doing it how i want it at the end yeah I'm gonna see if I can find it and I'll I'll splice it in because I know that it is it's a really good moment. Yeah. Amy Poehler was new to SNL and we were all crowded into the 17th floor writers' room waiting for the Wednesday read through to start. There were always a lot of noisy comedy bits going on in that room. Amy was in the middle of some such nonsense with Seth Meyers across the table, and she did something vulgar as a joke. I can't remember what it was exactly, except it was dirty and loud and unladylike. Jimmy Fallon, who was arguably the star of the show at that time, turned to her and, in a faux squeamish voice, said, oh, Stop that! It's not cute! I don't like it! Amy dropped what she was doing, went black in the eyes for a second, and wheeled around on him. I don't fucking care if you like it! Jimmy was visibly startled. Amy went right back to enjoying her ridiculous bit. I should make it clear that Jimmy and Amy are very good friends, and there was never any real beef between them. Insert penis joke here. With that exchange, a cosmic shift took place. Amy made it clear that she wasn't there to be cute. She wasn't there to play wives and girlfriends in the boys' scenes. She was there to do what she wanted to do, and she did not fucking care if you like it. And I had never had an opinion before that about Jimmy Fallon, other than he was just, like, kind of goofy and, like, unoffensive. Like, that, like, put the... That actually has, like, ever since I've read that, that's completely colored my impression of him in a negative way. And, like, oh, I, yeah. I always, like, because I, I don't encounter, like, I don't watch his show and I don't encounter him that often. So now anytime I hear the name of Jimmy Fallon, that's like, that's name. literally always <laughs> what I think of is Amy Poehler, like, shutting him down. <laughs> yeah, like, I think uh, his his main reputation that he has, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about him again because he has another cameo in, like, season three or four in mm. uh, 30 Rock, but I think... The main takeaway people have with him is he's just like obnoxious because there was nary a skit on SNL that he was in where he didn't have like a breaking fit where he just starts mm-hmm. laughing at the camera or starts laughing at the joke. Which when I was younger, it was for whatever reason that was funny because that didn't happen often on SNL. And it was funnier because like maybe because everyone else was laughing or maybe it was just sincerely funny. I don't know, but I remember enjoying it. But sort of going back to those moments, it's just not as funny. So maybe it's an age thing, like maybe depending on like you know, just sort of your your range of comedy or, or what you expect from comedy yeah. sort of uh, impacts that. But yeah, he doesn't have a great reputation um, yeah. in comedy. Yeah, um, and he's, well, I don't know what the ratings are now, but I know that The Tonight Show is like much worse off compared to CBS and, or I guess Colbert and Kimmel versus when Leno. Leno. So, yeah, weird. well. But anyway, do you think that's a result? Well, well, we'll talk about that. But do you think that's a result of the whole Leno Conan thing that happened years before? No, I think it's. I honestly, I, I think just doesn't have the main well, recognition. I, we don't need to get into politics in this, but really, it, <laughs> but really, really, the Donald Trump hair padding moment. Uh, because after that, true. like, because Colbert, his first few months were pretty rocky. After that, he went very like political, anti-Trump, and like his ratings started slowly rising, and Fallon ratings like basically declined over the same time and I, it really all stems from that because when he did like that moment like the whole narrative was oh like he you know treated him treat like a anybody child who treated him very nicely not care and not take anything seriously so yeah. well, i mean uh, but at that yeah not to get not to get too long but at that time no one had any idea that he would actually be elected so it was just a ratings grab it was like i'm sure if colbert really wanted to he could have got trump on too Maybe not patted his hair. Maybe he wouldn't like that. Right. But like I mean, he could have. It was literally just to. kind of, and I mean, it wasn't just the hair pad. That was just, I think, kind of the 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 symbol of how, like, just like childishly and mildly he conducted the interview. Like, yeah. it, was, it was just like a very friendly softball interview. And I mean, that's fine. But it just, whatever your opinion of any of that, just the way it, it the reputation took on the media and how it, it just set the course for that show. Yeah. We're going to try and be political free, but sometimes that won't happen. Because, I, mean, I mean, this is the Bush era when 30 Rock is, is uh, happening. So geez, oh, my God. We'll have a lot to talk about by the end of the season. Regarding, and I'm going to have to need your help because I was not really politically sound uh, when all of the Bush stuff was happening. Like, I was of age, but yeah, I was pretty ignorant about a lot of that stuff. So I mean, to be honest, yeah. There'll be some uh, jokes I'll be leaning on you hard to help. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> help well, I guess, yeah, I mean, I didn't really pay attention 
I mean, I guess I was in high school, middle school and high school for most of the, the Bush presidency. It, like, it wasn't until I was in college, which so basically his second term and the latter half of the second term into the Obama years is when I really started paying attention. Well, that's so. perfect time. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, so I guess it works out, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> we digress. Oh, another thing is <laughs> Ken is very himself from the beginning. Like, because I, I, sure. I, I was saying this from, from the perspective of looking at these characters, like how they their their whole arc is part of the show and it's like a lot of the characters i mean they're the season and there but pilot ken is like not as wacky as he gets but it's a good preview i think of of what ken is for the entire show oh absolutely like you, yeah like he never like he nailed it from the pilot to the finale yeah like what his character was supposed to be and how to just demonstrate this yokel move to the big city but still keep all of his morals and ethics yeah. uh, while trying to survive uh, and it's a great character honestly like I don't think a lot of, I don't think he gets as much praise for his character that he did on 30 Rock really? he should yeah I think he did did he ever win an award for it? no he didn't know well, I guess I'm thinking more like because I, 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 I remember I read the AV Club a lot of the time like and so they would review it every week and I mean I, I remember him always getting like very high praise no I mean so. like but yeah, in ter- like, yeah. He would always get in terms of awards I don't I don't yeah. I don't, like I don't think he ever got recognized I don't think so that's a shame yeah. Jack McBrayer is pretty great he's always like he because he's just always had that really good straight guy yeah uh, naivete or whatever you want to call it character yeah uh Sari do you want to go get some coffee no thank you no Hey, Josh, I need to change your Michael Jackson thing. Didn't you tell me you had a Jay Leno impression? Yeah, 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 check it out. So, uh, President Bush is in the news again. Have you heard about this? No, Jay Leno. The host of The Tonight Show. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was, that's what I was doing. So, uh, my wife Mavis and I like to go shopping for old cars. Yeah? No, no, like Jay Leno. Like, hey, you're the headline. Like, yeah, have you heard of it? Hey, you ever, you ever notice when you eat a lot of cheese yeah. and, uh... How was that different from what I was doing, though? And... I don't think you need to introduce the writers to the tour group. I agree. I thought they would find it interesting, but they really did not. Well, Kenneth, just respect their privacy. I promise I'll do better, Mr. Hormer. Sure you will. I just... I just love television so much. We all do. So then Liz and Pete get called up to the 50th floor to see their boss, who we soon learn is not their boss anymore. We all Liz, they want you and Pete on the 50th floor. Who, Gary? All right, tell them I'll be up in half an hour. No, they said now. They got cookies up there. Grab some. Oh, and get them to pay for my samovar. Of course. I, mean, I assume that's what we're meeting about. What about uh, Ray Romano? Can you do Ray? Hey! Dad! Oh! Yeah, bro. There you hey, go. My brother's tall! Are <laughs> <laughs> we in trouble or something? No way. Gary loves the show. Please, with the ratings. Right, of course. They love us. Oh, the layout changed immediately from the pilot to the finale because yeah. Jack's office looks nothing like this. Gary's dead. I'm Jack Donaghy, new VP of development for NBCG Universal Cable. I like the line, okay. Gary's dead, yeah. and no one questions That joke, that's never questioned. It's yeah. never fully explained. Did he die, or was he, like, fired? And just that's how they addressed it because like none of them seem like oh we got to go to Gary's funeral. Well, it's like they're a servant. Like no one talks about it. It's just like Gary's dead. I'm the new boss. That's why it's on. so funny though. And I mean that's emblematic of Thirty Rock's sense of humor. I think True. like things like that where there's no explanation. Just like oh Gary's dead. Move no, on. No that's question. Just, there'll be no they'll call backs or anything. No right. That's it. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why it's so funny. I think we own Kmart now. No. So why are you dressed like we do? So we get the introduction of Jack Donaghy, Alec Baldwin's character, uh, who essentially this character, or this show basically was made for Alec Baldwin. Like Tina Fey said, if we do the show, Alec Baldwin has to be this character. Like she almost didn't, she wouldn't do the show without him as that character. Because as you learn, just in the first five minutes he's on screen and the rest of the series, he was made for this role of just being the... Not out oh, of touch, yeah. but just business guy. The fading yes. business guy of America and just corporate America. Like, he was just made for that role. Yes. And a chauvinist sexist. And a <laughs> Perfectly. Sexist. But he grows. Like, oh, for, he's, yeah. He's not yeah. a chauvinist by the end, but for the first well, few he's, seasons. Well, yeah, he's better. <laughs> Are you familiar with the 
GE Trivection oven? I don't cook very much. Sure. I got you. New York, third wave feminist, college educated, single and pretending to be happy about it, overscheduled, undersexed. You buy any magazine that says healthy body image on the cover, and every two years you take up knitting for a week. That is dead on. What are you going to guess my weight now? You don't want me to do that. That knitting thing is uncanny. How do you do that? Market research, my friend. Years and years of market research, which led to my greatest triumph. The Trivection Oven. Oh, my wife wants one of those. Could we get Pete an oven, please? Hey. The GE Trivection Oven cooks perfect food five times faster than a conventional oven because it uses three kinds of heat. Thermal technology for consistent temperature, GE Precise Air Convection technology for optimal air circulation, and microwave technology for incredible speed. With three kinds of heat, you can cook a turkey in 22 minutes. <laughs> That's a really clever line because mm-hmm. 22 minutes is like, well, it, it, it's I think it's the exact length of the show, but I mean, it's basically the typical length of a sitcom. Right. So, yeah, that's just good. I mean, yeah. obviously, I mean, obviously the people writing this yeah, have worked on TV of, right. and, and know like, yeah, that, that, that's a good job. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that initially in the many rewatches I've ever Oh, really? Show, yeah. I was thinking about it because yeah, the line is like 22 specific. minutes. That's, I was like, oh, of course, that's the length of the television right. show. And then of course, like, then it gets into the, the scene of it, the, 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 uh, it, you know, the show needs the third. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then he starts talking about the demographics that he's hitting and what he's mi- and what yeah. the show is missing. And then, yeah. yeah like and it's, Tracy it's Jordan good, is going to provide the third. Yeah. It's a, it's, and then at the very end, that's like the last line Tracy has is on the third heat. Like, Oh it really? All, it all sort oh, back into yeah, like okay. all of that. Like it's yeah. just, it's, it's good foreshadowing yeah. of what 30 rock is going to be. Yeah. That is impressive. The people upstairs think so. That's why they promoted me. That's why they sent me here to retool your show. Retool what now? I'm the new vice president of East Coast Television and Microwave Oven Programming. That sounds like you program microwave ovens. I like you. You have the boldness of a much younger woman. So then after that uh, introduction, Jack Gandhi, we get the first bit character that Rachel Dratch does play on the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's here the entire first season and she shows up sporadically in the second season. But then she's really only in a handful of episodes after that. Um, so I don't know if it was a she had other obligations that she she was making um, why she couldn't return as the big character for mm-hmm. the other seasons. But or maybe she was just still mad that she was passed over um, after the first season. I don't know. But we get the cat wrangler lady. Oh, is it that horrible little hi? Hey, Greta Johansson, short for Legretta. Hi, great to see you again. You too. I'm here to introduce you to the feline actors you're going to be working with tonight. Okay. This is Popo, and this here is Captain Boots. Hello. Uh, would you describe yourself as cat competent? Oh, yes. I love cats. I used to have two cats, but then I moved to this place with hardwood floors, so we had to put them down. I'm joking. That's interesting. Like, I think that's the moment where it's a little bit out of the character that was to come because later Jenna like it wouldn't have been like she wouldn't have even been like I'm joking like that's absolutely what like, she would no, have done like there would have been no I'm yeah. joking like that's yeah. the joke Ex- that's yeah, the end and like and, and her character would have killed her cats oh yeah she, like she would like if her yeah. cat is getting her more like I'm, I'm pretty sure she made a joke like the baby gets more attention than me then I get upset at the baby like, yeah she would absolutely if like a cat is getting more attention than her cat's gone like either killed or just given away the blonde big-eyed girl is popular with women and older gays jenna that's my friend jenna and the kid with the funny hair is liked by women but you're missing men between 18 and 49 i'm not missing them they're just not there i think i can fix that so your job is you take things that are already working and you fix them that's a great job okay let's why don't we uh... you're missing that third kind of heat. I want you to think about Tracy Jordan. Okay, the black guy? The black movie star. I flew with him on a private jet to the Super Bowl recently, and I found him very entertaining. And that's that's the sort of, like, line that... It sounds, like, almost absurd, but it's, like... It's the the sort of line that someone who, like, works in showbiz, like, knows that that's totally what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. some, like, high exec is, like, randomly next to some actor they've heard of randomly and thought they were very entertaining, so let's give him a spot on the show. Like I feel like there's that's a plot of like a later episode where like oh yeah Jack 
stumbles into someone that just happens to be in show business and is like, oh, let's just get that guy and like knows nothing about them. Yeah. I can't remember See, at the time, but it'll come to yeah, me. Yeah, it just gives me the impression that it's like, it's something that that probably happens like oh, yeah. pretty often. It just, but it also you know, just like, I mean, obviously Jack's sort of on the money with this because yeah. like he has yeah. a bigger yeah. uh, idea in, in mind, but yeah, like you could absolutely see just someone out of touch is like, oh yeah, I, I flew with <laughs> relatively washed up actor and they, they were seem very great. entertaining. Like, let's, let's, let's get him. Yeah. Isn't he um, crazy? Tracy's had his problems in the last few years. I am a Jedi! I am a Jedi! I am a Jedi! So that's the first look we get at Tracy Jordan, who was placed by Tracy Morgan. And I'm 99% sure that specific idea or joke is in reference to Martin Lawrence when he had, like, his breakdown, like, in 2000s. Like, oh, his, really? like, heat stroke where he just started, like... I don't know if he necessarily stripped down, but like he just started acting really crazy, like in the middle of like the street, and he w- he was blaming it at the time on heat stroke when it was probably just having like a mental breakdown. Not to diminish mental breakdowns, but like that, like uh, there's there's I'm pretty sure it was early two thousands. He just had like a just running around in the street almost naked, oh, like meltdown kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's what that's referencing. Yeah, and then in the unaired version, unaired pilot at the very end, there's a funny moment where that it isn't isn't in the actual final version where Rachel Dratch's character, after Tracy Jordan says to her, "I can't wait to do this every week with you," then she they, it shows her basically running out into traffic outside the studio and saying, "I'm a Jedi," uh-huh. yeah, doing the exact same. So thing. It, it was a clever callback that yeah, that, yeah obviously didn't make it didn't make the final cut. Tracy Jordan is the third heat. I don't know where we're going to find room in the budget for a guy like Tracy Jordan. I think I do. What are you doing? Sometimes when I have these stress dreams, if I go to sleep in the dream, I come out of it. This is not a dream. Tracy Jordan is in New York today, Liz. I'd like you to have lunch with him. We have a show tonight, Mr. Donaghy. I don't know if your research covered this, but we do a dress rehearsal and then a live show. That's tonight. This is lunch. If it's not a good fit, I'll drop the whole thing. If I meet with Tracy Jordan and we mutually agree that this is the worst idea ever, you'll back off? I'm known for being reasonable. Okay. Alfredo, 2 p.m.? I'm not dressed for that. You're dressed for Burger King. Should we make it Burger King? <laughs> First act break. So this sets up everything. This sets up all that we need for what's going to happen in the rest of the episode. We meet all. We know all of the main players now. We haven't officially met Tracy Jordan, but we know what he is and, and what his role is going to be uh, in the show. So thoughts on the first act so far? Like you think it like the first nine minutes like strong right? Like it showed it it, mm-hmm. it, every, it hit all the beats yeah. it needs to hit. Yeah, it it, it it introduces everyone that you need to know, um, and it gets the plot going. You know that the show is being retooled. Like it's probably not doing that great in the ratings because it's not it's not reaching as wide an audience they need. Like and here comes the person they want they want to save it. Yeah. So. and it sort of shows like the again like the character of Liz Lemon of just being like. Pete is sort of the more like, well, let's let's hear them out. Whereas Liz Lemon is very not stubborn, but maybe stubborn is a good word of just like yeah. it's my show and this is what I want to do, and it doesn't make any sense. But so she's like stubborn in that that you know she doesn't want to hear any outside influence, but she's still open enough that she'll give it a go. So then we get to Alfredo's. Liz Lemon is coming to meet Tracy Jordan and his posse who. Sticks around for a couple of episodes, but quickly dwindles to just a couple of players. Yeah, so uh, to Grizzen.com, to Grizzen. but I don't com. think they're named at all. Oh, or no. they, do they, I don't know if they even talk in this episode. Uh, I don't believe they get lines yeah. other than just like murmuring. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah background, yeah. 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 Like, I don't think they get like officially introduced to a few episodes into the season. I have an apple juice. Oh, we don't have apple juice, sir. Then I'll take a vodka and tonic. Hi, I'm Liz Lemon. I know who you are. I thought there was a strict dress code at this place. (laughs) I do recommend the pumpkin ravioli. They're very subtle. So, Tracy, this Jack Donaghy guy wanted me to talk to you about joining the cast of our show. And I don't know how you feel about that. Let me ask you a question. Everybody at this table, 
Did he just say the word pumpkin to me? Yes, um, pumpkin ravioli. Yo, I'm bugging. I can't do this. I cannot eat here. I can't eat here. I got to go someplace where they make food that I like. Lemon, let's go. Well, now we get a good look at Tracy Jordan's uh, movie history, which comes up pretty regularly over the series. I will not work with Tracy Jordan. It's just a rumor. Have you seen any of his movies? The guy's sensibility is just cretinous. I saw the one where he plays like five different characters. Yeah, black cop, white cop. No. Um, who that ninja? No, he he had to pretend to be this old lady. Oh, oh, goodness gracious! Your hooligans better watch out, cause this hunky grandma be tripping. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize Medea was around that long ago. Like, well, this is Big Mama's house. Is who that's supposed to be playing with? Oh, but yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So like the Tyler Perry stuff that dates back to plays. Like that was in like theaters. Like, yeah, no, they were actually I, I, movies. I, I didn't know that, but I just, I just didn't realize that well, this was 2006, right? That yeah. So I think Diary of a Mad Black Woman had been out, and probably a couple others mm-hmm. before that. So yeah, Medea was. Yeah, what's the what's that character's name? Is it Medea? Is that character's name? Tyler Perry is the creator, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, Medea has been around for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got a, you got thoughts on Tyler Perry? No, I really, I, I mean, I really don't have much of an opinion. I remember like when Diary of Mad Black Woman was out. I was working at the theater at the time, and that was just a big hit. You know, thought he was great in Gone Girl. He played. <laughs> oh, you remember? He I plays the remember. lawyer. Uh, for uh, I think I think Ben Affleck's character. Uh, yeah, he's been he's played a, the lawyer for someone. He's been in a couple of the things. Yeah, he uh, was in. Like, he's not a bad actor. He played Alex Cross in um, the adaptation of like the James Patterson series. It, it, it's like a detective. Sure, I'll take your word for that. I haven't read them. I just, anyway, yeah, you don't seem like a James Patterson person. No. My dad yeah. is anyway. Your dad seems like a James <laughs> Patterson person. <laughs> Two apple chickens and some pecan waffles. Nothing for me. I, I had like four hot dogs this morning. Eat lemon. Eat. I hate skinny women. That's actually an interesting moment because it immediately like um uh what's what I'm looking for. It immediately contrasting with Jack because. Jackie, he doesn't outright call her. I don't think he outright calls her like overweight or fat or anything. But he makes the, he gives the impression with like, "I'll tell you your weight." Like immediately contrasted with him, who's like, "I don't like skinny women." Like right. it's immediately showing that he's like a, just a much more sympathetic, down to earth, like right. good person. Even or though his like perception of skinny and is is way well, right. Well, than just, what Jack yeah, exactly. Just like despite like even though you know his crazy whatever ranting on the highway, like it, it just shows that he's just a more level headed like good person despite whatever you know despite his, his media reputation yeah. in the show or whatever yeah. yeah there's a there's a bit in here when he goes bring me 10 beers where tina fey like sets up to say her her next line mm-hmm. and then she stops herself and looks like sort of like down like off camera and then says her line and i i don't know what that is like i don't know if like something was said off camera like you got it that would have interrupted her line mm. that she had to stop herself but for whatever reason either didn't get picked up or just wasn't in the final version but it's always bugged me cuz it's just like why did she stop cuz like that cuz there's it's it's too much of a pause yeah like just watch it again well. So, oh, you're right. It looks like something random happened off camera and she was like, "Whoa." Yeah, and I don't I just it always Hey Lana. Ten beers. So, Tracy, we should talk about the show. Yeah, I ain't doing it unless I can get to do it my way. You know, I want it to be raw, HBO-style content. Well, it's not HBO. It's TV. And I don't think that it's a good fit. No, because I want to drop truth bombs. You know how pissed off I was when Us Weekly said that I was on crack? That's racist. I'm not on crack. I'm straight up mentally ill. Sure. I got mental health issues. Sure, well, who doesn't, really? You know, I don't, I don't think you'd like it, because we work a lot of hours, and it's live TV, which is risky. Yeah, 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 I like risky. See, me and you, we play the game. We know how to be acceptable. Hello, great meeting. I drink coffee, please. <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. The white dudes want to see us fail. What white dudes? Oh, love bomb. Jack Donahue, General Electric, George Bush, Carl Robe. 
Karl Robe, you say? Affirmative action was designed to keep women and minorities in competition with each other to distract us while white dudes inject AIDS into our chicken nuggets. That's a metaphor. Sure. You should tell that to Us Weekly. So Liz's uh, lunch with Tracy is still not going anywhere with her, and she's she's filled as a failure, so she's ready to go back to 30 Rock and confront Jack about um, the luncheon. Hey, Lemon, you like karaoke? I know a joint. No, no, I gotta I got wrap up this lunch meeting, Tracy. I'll take you. I'll take you. I just gotta make a quick stop first. You know what? When people say they need to make a quick stop, they usually mean at the bank or at the store. No, thank you. You know what? This is for computer classes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's just like, I feel like they make her a little more anti-feminist in the pilot. Like, later Liz, like, wouldn't have given such a dismissive line. Like, she, she would have been more, I don't know, just like sex worker positive or, you know. Yeah, she's a little bit more tightly wound yeah. in, the, in the pilot. Do this TV show, Lemon? I really don't. To get you rich. Because you know if I'm on that TV show, it's going to blow up. How do you know I'm not rich? Your teeth. <laughs> you got to think like these strippers, Lemon. They know the window of opportunity is only open for a moment. You got to get in when you're young. Get the money and get out. Yeah, well, I'm not a sex worker, Tracy. I don't have sex for a living. Neither do we. Neither do they. Yes, they do. I think what's good about... Uh, Tracy, after we've met Jack and we've spent time with Jack and then we go to spend time with Tracy, is they're both giving her, and Jack will eventually like expand on this in future episodes, but they're both giving her perspective for what her life could be depending on the choices that she makes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he's saying, like that line right there, like we know the, the window of opportunity is really small, you gotta get in and get out it. Whereas like, they don't really specify how long she's specifically been working at this job, but it seems like she's comfortable, but she's going to die there if she doesn't look for something else. And so, like, you get Jack and Tracy on both sides saying, you know, here's what you got to do if you want to if you want to get bigger, if you want to do something. Like, you know, if you don't want to just be a writer all your life. Yeah. Well, right. Well, I think part of it is that making those changes, though, she would have to give up some control. Right. And, you know, and uh, the whole first half of this pilot builds her up really is she's a control freak like mm-hmm. she likes to do things her way if things something's out of her control like like the, the men 18 to 49 lines like well they're just not there so i'm not even thinking about it so right. you know she's very like constrained in her worldview yeah. so. which i mean given that that job you probably don't have much of a social life given that you're mm. working probably 18 hours For sure. a day just yeah, writing yeah uh, which I'm pretty sure I think she talked about in Bossy Pants she talked about the schedule yeah. of being a writer especially with SNL you know you're putting yeah. on a show every seven days yeah. live like there's going to be some stress where uh, yeah. you're just not going to be able to have a social life so I think I think their dichotomy I guess of uh, of the two characters is really good for her as growth whereas Jenna is just like Jenna's the most useless of the trio of giving her advice like I think she gives oh, some advice yeah. Every now and again, that's useful, yeah. but most of it's just like, yeah, she's the she's the bad egg. You should never talk to her. <laughs> so now we learn while Liz is being gone, there's been some changes at Thirty Rock. Girl, show. Kirk, send me a car, okay? What is your location? Dark sensations in the Bronx. I wish you were here. Mr. Donaghy does not get us showbiz people. Let me talk to Pete, okay? Oh, Pete got fired this morning. That's so weird that you don't know that. So we come back from the second act break, and now we're hitting the finale, and Liz has started to become unwound, I guess. Uh, drunk. Drunk. The, the drunkenness also is helping. Jack Donaghy thinks he's going to come into my house and mess with my show? Hell no. Jenna and I worked for years to get this show. You know, I moved from Chicago for this. From Chicago? I was in Scottie Pippen's wedding. Now Donaghy <laughs> is trying to steal it from us. He already fired Pete, who is a great producer. Fired Pete? He can't fire Pete. You know what? I quit. Mm-hmm. He can suck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suck it, Pete. No, you're not listening. You're not a good listener. 
20 minutes to air. But Liz said we were cutting the cat lady sketch. She said it stinks. Ouch. This is why Liz is wrong. Animal humor is universal. I just don't think that I'm good in it. Do you think I'm good in it? Well, I think this is your opportunity to go out there and prove everybody wrong. What? What do you mean? Who's everybody? The network that wanted to fire you, the focus groups that said you had a weird eye. You mean this eye? Uh -huh. Okay, this eye, it doesn't open all the way because when I was little, my sister peed in Tonight it. Tonight is your opportunity to go out there and change all of our minds. What? Where is Liz? So they finally leave the strip club and we're headed back to 30 Rock where Liz is ready to confront uh, Jack while in the middle of TGS's show. Where's Donaghy? I want to talk to him right now. Last time I saw him, he was riding the crane camera. Oh, I have Pete for you. Pete, oh my God, I didn't know. No, hey, listen, it'll, it'll give me a chance to spend more time with my kids. I'm quitting. I'm quitting right now. No, 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 no. You have the best job in New York. Don't quit over this. Don't buy all the hot dogs. I don't want to do this without you. Hey, I thought we cut the cat lady sketch. <laughs> I like how so many of her phone conversations end with her just like dropping the phone yeah. and hanging up and acting. Now this scene changed a lot in the Rachel Dredge version to the end to this because a lot of this is cut. Like there's there's a scene where I think uh, the line is, "My name is Lulling Cats," and because she's going to a restaurant uh, and. She, uh, Rachel Dratch's line is, and these are my cats, and where this old pussy goes, oh. so do I. Yeah. And it's read for the camera, and like, there's like no reaction in the crowd. It's a, it's kind of a cringier scene just because like, it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. So they cut that a lot. I, I'm pretty sure Jenna still delivered the line, but we don't see it. And it probably got cut for standard practices also. My name is Lolene Cats, and these are my cats. Yeah, because she's about to say, and where this pussy goes. Yeah. yeah. So do I. They are my. What? No, 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 no. He's okay. Oh. I need you to talk for two minutes. About what? Anything. All right. These cats are more than just pets, sir. Why? Just this morning. Where's the manager? I'm from the government, and I'm here to inspect the chicken nuggets. Like, that's a good reference, but they still never set up that this is supposed to be set in a restaurant. Like, I, I, I don't think, think it matters. I mean, I think it just, it, it's just, a, it's just it a dumb, matter, unfunny sketch. But that sketch. line matters, because, like, that's why he's, why he's oh. saying I'm here to check the chicken nuggets, because it's a restaurant. I guess. I, it, also, it is also a callback to the whole yeah. AIDS and the chicken nuggets. I, you know what? I guess I didn't even realize, like, or pay attention that they were in a restaurant. Like, I thought it was just him being irreverent and the chicken nuggets thing, like, made even less sense because they were, they were just, I don't I don't I wasn't even, I don't know, paying attention to what location they were in, I guess. Or maybe it's, maybe it's a line from one of his movies. That's why the crowd starts applauding oh, in addition to seeing him. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm from the government. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh oh. Look at Shorty. This hunky grandma be dripping. <laughs> What's up, America? I'm coming into your house live. Let me hear you say we love you, Tracy. We love you, Tracy. I am the dirty. Has there? I know there's been shows that a character has been added ever mid-season though. Has there ever been a show where a like a character or like a famous actor has come on like midway through a show? I'm sure there. I'm sure there have been, but I don't think it's that common. Well, a sketch show. I mean, a, a sketch show does like. Cause I, well, actually, I remember um, back I, eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever. There, there was the big thing about how there weren't any African American cast members on Saturday Night Live. So mid season, they added Sashir Zamata and, and Jay Farah. Was it was it him too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely both, remember her because yeah. yeah, they're both gone now. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, I think they got other work. It wasn't like yeah, five yeah. Years. I mean, they've been things. Jay Farrow had a Showtime yeah. show that last week. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, mid-season, yeah. yes. But, like, let's just say it's, like, the fourth episode into a show. Well, I don't know. Like, I get the impression that the girly show is something that's been on for several seasons, and it's just starting to You say that. Lag. You say that. Oh. But there is an episode that happens in a couple seasons where they're like, we just celebrated our 50th episode. So oh, this really? show can't be running that long. But see, it could, but I wonder then maybe if... I mean, I, The impression, like, the pilot was meant to be a show that had already been in for a few seasons, and then they kind of retro, retro-conned it or whatever. Retro-conned to, it by the 
by the time we get to that. Yeah. yeah. Like, the canon in 30 Rock really doesn't matter, because there's probably a few errors that happen as a result, but that, like, because I was thinking about that earlier, too. I was like, yeah, there's that line that they talk about, like, they're just celebrating their 50th episode, so when is he coming in, like... Was the show just never big to begin with, but they were still somehow able to make it to at least fifty episodes? Because that's pretty commendable. Yeah. To get that to get that far, considering low ratings or whatever. But yeah, I guess my impression was that it was just like a kind of actually sort of like Thirty Rock, a low rated show that was kind of cheap, and you know they just kind of kept it on because it, it filled the schedule, but it never really did much or and it got enough critical praise that yeah, kind of or just like you know it, it had just enough to keep it where it was worth keeping it, but it was you know yeah, I don't know. So then Liz finally confronts Jack. Are you drunk? Yes. Why did you fire Pete? Why did you disappear all night? Is this some kind of a power play? Yeah, yeah. It's not so fun being hands-on with these bloodsuckers, is it? Could we talk about this on Monday? No. I want Pete back. I want it in writing that Jenna's job is safe. And I want the cappuccino machine for the writer's room. Fine. I thought you were going to quit. Yeah, well, you don't know everything about me. You weigh 127 pounds. Yeah. I think if they had a cold opening and a, the, the theme introduction, like an actual title card, they'd have to cut some stuff out. <clears throat> so I think it's best that they, they didn't have either of those and just had a complete episode. But I don't know what she would have cut out of that to make time for her. For those, I mean, you'd, it, it would. I think the episode would have suffered as a result. Yeah, but yeah, it was a fantastic pilot episode. Um, very strong uh, showcase of the characters and, and the world and what you could expect from Thirty Rock. It's still this is not what Thirty Rock would ultimately be. Yeah, I mean, I would say in terms of Thirty Rock as a show, like the pilot is is definitely one of the weakest episodes. But in terms of pilot episodes, it's it's, a, it's, it's better strong. than a lot. <laughs> no, very little change from the pilot episode to even the very next episode, or a few more episodes in. All the characters are there. All the traits are there. I don't think anyone really goes too much of a drastic change, aside from maybe like Liz Lemon being less tight. Um, mm. Yeah, like Jenna becomes more of a diva, which we can sort of sort of see the the, the groundwork being laid here. Jack is Jack, Tracy's Tracy. Like, everyone is already their characters without having to worry about retooling too much. And I think um, Community is a good example of a show that if you watch its pilot episode and then watch almost, like, just the second or third episode, so much changes just from those those episodes really quickly. Like, yeah. just char- just small character things. Yeah. It's like, like, Troy, Donald Glover's character, is very, like, athletic. Like, the jock. By the second, third episodes, he's already being tooled into like kind of like just a dumb character that yeah. is Abed's best friend. Yeah. Well yeah, it's, it's been a, a really long time change. since I've seen any community, but I do remember it seemed very conventional for the first I don't know if I, I, I can't remember if it was enough to say like half season, first season or whatever, but I, I remember it did seem very conventional before it started. Yeah. Leaning into the weirdness. Yeah. I think by the end of the first season it definitely leaned into the weirdness hard. Yeah. But it took a little while to get yeah. there. That's another. I think that's a really great pilot episode too. Despite everything, sort of like some of the characters changing, I think that's a really good. Maybe we'll discuss that one day down the line. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So, final thoughts on Thirty Rock pilot. Um, like we said, good. Good in terms of pilot episodes. Um, good laying the groundwork. So a good. Good glimpse of. Good first glimpse of mm-hmm. of everything that went into it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, if you are watching this along with this podcast, thank you. But also, uh, yeah, if you're watching this and you've never seen 30 Rock or maybe it's been a little while, uh, stick with it because it does get to that wacky point where all of those, like, memes and all those jokes and references come from. Those are just beyond, like, maybe that's the first four or five episodes. Like, that's when it really starts hitting sort of just wacky town 30 Rock that everyone sort of come to know uh, and expect. And, um I was also thinking about this earlier today, like, 30 Rock is seemingly, like, the lesser NBC show people sort of herald nowadays. Like, people still herald Office. Oh, yeah. People love Parks and Rec. And and I I know why Parks and Rec is so popular, because it it really is just, like, the most 
ultimate crowd-pleasing sitcom yeah. of like the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's because Parks and Rec is a lot more heartwarming. Office, oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, I haven't seen most of The Office, but I know like it has a reputation for the last few seasons as <sighs> falling off. But but overall, just again, more of a positive heartwarming, whereas 30 Rock is... I mean, it, it sort of has the the vibe of that they're all family, but it's just, it's just a much... <sighs> I don't know. Just it, it just ha- has a certain edge that that Parks and Rec doesn't, and that's yeah. probably to its detriment in terms of most people fondly thinking like about sort it. of relatability, yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah, which it's a shame because like Thirty Rock, I think has uh, earns its praise uh, over its entire run. So I'm looking forward to discussing more as we continue on. Uh, yeah, and I will. Say, I will say this will always be an ad free podcast. I do not plan on doing any sort of ad based. content. Where's my cast sponsorship? Oh, maybe maybe we'll do cast if they send us a free mattress, we'll we'll gladly plug them. Uh, no, but we do say uh, ad free based content. Um, but we also have a coffee website. If you do like what we're doing and you would like to donate, you can go to coffee.com backslash go to there. You can happily donate uh, any funds that you would like to help cover web co- web host costs and stuff like that. Uh, but thank you for joining us, and we will catch you in the second episode, the aftermath.